have submitted a third bid worth £105 million for West Ham and England midfielder Declan Rice. I think that's probably the best intro we've ever had to a phone-in on Latte Firm. Welcome, Arsenal fans, ladies, gents, boys and girls, co-hosts, caller-inners, tweeters, the works. The Arsenal are back. We are gargantuan. We're not only are we about to secure England's best midfielder, but we have beaten off competition from treble-winning Manchester City. We are absolutely fucking massive gargantuan biggest club in the world baby inject it how does it feel let me know request the mic come and have your say how good does it feel to be an arsenal fan because arsenal have apparently agreed a fee for west ham and england midfielder declan rice what does this signing mean for arsenal is it a statement what does it mean for the rest of the footballing world could it propel us to a genuine championship title challenge against treble winning Manchester City. Without further ado, let's bring in our co-hosts. First up, it's Wayne, who is at Wayne's World 20 underscore. Wayne, welcome to the show. How are you, man? I'm good, man. First of all, happy Eid, everyone celebrating. Obviously, you were having your little family gathering, weren't you? You was having a nice, nice meal. I'm assuming rice was everyone's choice of meal this evening it really was rice was the absolute choice we had pilau rice we had plain white rice we had biryani we had chicken curry lamb curry the works mate i mean it was in fact i think i think my wife took a photo of the spread so i'm gonna make sure that i tweet it later tonight but yeah what a feast sorry for overrunning it is of course eid so happy eid eid mubarak to everybody celebrating around the world and even if you don't celebrate eid what a wonderful day. I hope you guys have had a lovely day. I can see some very familiar faces in the chat already. Please request the mic. Come and have your say. What does it feel like knowing that your club, Arsenal FC, are on the verge of signing, well, I think the best midfielder in England, that is Declan Rice. Uh, let's go to our fellow co-host. It's Gav, who is actually war. Gav, welcome. How are you feeling? Yeah, mate. All good. Uh, happy A to you. Happy A to everybody who's celebrating uh, this evening. Uh, and I'm well jealous about that spread, mate. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to have to get an invite round yours one day. Mate, I'll tell you what, you live so bloody close, I think it's about time. And there's no finer way than celebrating the arrival of Declan Rice than tucking into some fine rice dishes. Welcome, Gav. I hope you're well. It's great to hear your voice. It's been a long time, ladies and gents, since we had a phone in. In fact, I think it was the eve of the transfer window. A couple of weeks ago, we were all sat here speculating, dreaming, you know, fantasising about specific players joining Arsenal. The names around that point were Declan Rice, Moises Caicedo, one or two others. And it is, of course, Declan Rice who we are about to sign. But also, Kai Havertz has joined Arsenal. That was announced just a few moments ago on the Arsenal website. He is now a gunner. Hopefully, if you guys have um, tuned into the Arsenal.com website, you will see that Kai Havertz is here. Number 29, uh, he has been unveiled. And just in case you're curious, what could Kai Havertz bring Arsenal? There is a 10-minute breakdown on the Latte Firm YouTube channel. So... As we normally do, request the mic. If you're too shy to request the mic, 
tweet us. Let us know what your thoughts are. Are you happy about Declan Rice? One or two fans amongst the Arsenal fan base think we've overspent. If you're one of those people, request the mic and come and have your say. Um, let's start with Wayne. Uh, Declan Rice, England, 24-year-old uh, West Ham European Cup sort of winning midfielder. £105 million, pounds, Wayne. £105 million Great British pounds. How do you feel about it? Uh, I think this transfer has kind of put Arsenal fans through, well, the, the ones who overreacted anyway, <laughs> through all manner of emotions. Because obviously, just a few days ago, the thought was, oh, Man City are going to blow us out of the water. There's nothing we can do. They're an oil fund backstate. That's it. It's over. Arsenal divvied again. Blah, 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 blah. And today, just the absolute like joy and relief of that. First of all, I think it was Sammy um, Sammy Mockbell. I hope I've pronounced his surname correct. Who dropped the story first that everything is agreed this evening? You had Jacob Steinberg say everything is close to agreement, and then that Ornstein bomb that we—I'm sure all Arsenal fans have his notifications on. That Orn bomb came out of nowhere and just set everyone's minds at ease. And yeah, it's a fantastic statement of intent. Listen, £105 million is massive for anyone's standards, let alone our own. And I, I just think that I just think that it's such a brilliant statement of intent. I'm not going to get carried away and think that we're going to spend 80, 90, 100 million pounds on one player every single summer. But if you're going to do it this summer, you're going to do it for someone like Declan Rice. And, and that's the statement signing after our season last year that we needed. Really is a statement signing. Now, of course, you know, we finished second after finishing fifth, after finishing eighth. This is supposed to be a, an exciting summer for Arsenal fans, you know, building on what's been a tremendous season, an unexpected Premier League title campaign, a challenge that we fell just short, five points short of a treble winning Manchester City. It was a chance for Arsenal to unleash the financial shackles and go out and spend big. And I think we've now made a massive statement. That is England midfielder, West Ham captain Declan Rice, set to sign for Arsenal for £105 million. Gav, um, as someone a similar age bracket to me, we've seen you know fine English players come and go at Arsenal over the years. Uh, Declan Rice to join. How do you feel about it, Gav? I'm pretty. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, I'm glad that it's uh, over, or it, it's looking like it's over, and hopefully we'll get an announcement before the end of the week, or at least tweets to say it's all done and dusted. Blah blah blah. But I've been kind of cool about the whole situation, the whole scenario. Really, uh, I've just kind of had that thought, that feeling. And a few chats with uh, some now quite famous West Ham supporting accounts uh, who I've been sort of friend on friendly terms with for a number of years now. And I just knew it was going to happen. I just knew Rice was going to happen. I've been winding my mates up chronically this evening because all of this, Man City in for this and this bid and that bid. And I've basically been sort of like sans from privately, look, you know, don't worry about it. Rice is only coming to Arsenal. Arteta's going to make sure that the Cronkies stump up as much as it takes to get Rice to the Arsenal. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what I am very, very excited about, and like I said, I've had a, a chat with a different West Ham fella tonight who's going to write a blog for me uh, once it's confirmed with a complete sort of analysis from a West Ham's point of view 
of a West Ham season ticket holder and away goer about Declan Weiss. Uh, he's absolutely gutted. He said, "You're getting the you know one of the best players he's ever seen, uh, who's not even peaked yet." Uh, but like I say, hopefully his words will be on the SheWar.com blog soon. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's brilliant. You can't, you cannot, and I probably can't put into words what a big signing this. This is, and I've been talking to people that are in their sixties. This is probably the biggest signing Arsenal have made, going back to Alan Ball, in terms of uh, a well-known British player coming to his peak uh, and joining the Arsenal. It, it, it's just huge. And the fact that we very, very rarely sign a West Ham player is big. The fact that I know lots of West Ham supporters that I grew up with, it's very, very good as well. None of them are biting just yet, but I'm sure they will in the next couple of days. Uh, it's just huge, mate. It's this, this is the transformation purchase. He's a transformation player that is going to turn us hopefully, into an unplayable side. I love that, Gav. Thanks for setting the scene so beautifully. Let's go straight to the tweet walls. We've got a, we've got loads of callers coming up. First up, it's Shane, who is at Guna underscore Shane McSee, who says, let's fucking go, guys. Rice, rice, baby, it's done. We've got Jesse in the chat, who is at Jeffy Arsenal, who says, let's do this, uh, in case Gunner Blog and Ask Blog are listening. Uh, Pavel, who is at Cano Nia, says, what a day with a smiley face. Uh, Jesse also coming back to say, elated, my Guna fam, glad the saga is over. Shane also coming back to say, thank Christ that's over. Get in the bin, Manchester City. Faris Guna, who is at Faris Faris 94 says, big up F Carnage, let's go fucking buzzing as a Guna. Let's go get some trophies. And Jesse also coming back and saying, happy E to those who celebrate. Listen, just shy of 400 of you listening live right now on this special phone in on Latte Firm. If it's the first time that you're tuning in, please do drop a follow on Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get post-match phone-ins on a match day and special feature phone-ins like this. So before we go to Sam, who's going to be our first caller, a little recap. Arsenal had two bids previously rejected after our offers fell short of the £100 million that West Ham wanted. However, uh, the Hammers now believe that the latest bid structure is acceptable. Declan Rice, of course, is on a contract at West Ham, which expires in 2024. Uh, he does have the option of an extra year, so presumably that would have been triggered. So there's no chance of us getting him on a free next summer. Uh, if our bid of £100 million is, of course, formally accepted, which it seems like it has, the initial fee actually equals the British transfer record that Manchester City paid for midfielder Jack Grealish. Uh, obviously, earlier this month, we know that Jude Bellingham signed for Real Madrid for an initial £89 million. But uh, this is going to be a big signing. Now, Declan Rice has played 245 games for West Ham. He scored 15 goals, made his debut in the 2016-17 season, uh, joined or started his career as a centre-back. He is now the midfield general, the enforcer. His numbers are incredible. His heat maps are ridiculous. He is quite the endurance athlete. At 24 years of age, 41 caps already to his name. The guy can get better and better and better. What a signing, Arsenal fans, Declan Rice could be. Right, Sam. Let's go to our first caller. Welcome, Sam, to tonight's post-match, uh, not post-match, phone-in, uh, Declan Rice phone-in. How are you feeling, Sam? It's a big day for Arsenal fans. Oh, lads, just sensational. Um, from this time or around 11 last night when Ornstein again dropped that bomb that we'd bid 100 bloody million for um, for Rice. And even though it came out straight away, like West Ham had rejected it, was like, and it came out after. Was like, no, they just rejected part of it. Like, it, it was the offer. Like, we all knew that. Right, we bid a hundred mil. 
if they don't take it, fair play, then whatever. But thankfully, they're not that stupid. We get the deal. And uh, it's just, what what a day. And then you completely forget Havertz is there and he gets announced today as well. Um, I was just imagining Rice and Erdegaard linking up in midfield is just, is, honestly, we are very blessed. It's just very, very blessed. Sam, given you mentioned the transfer fee, let's start with that. It's a British transfer record equaling fee that Manchester City played for Jack Grealish, £100 million up front, obviously in instalments. Does the fee put you off? Are you worried about the fee? Do you care about the fee? Um, you know, how, you know, how does that sort of, how does that resonate with you? It's, it's a record-breaking signing and it's Arsenal Football Club who are going to make it. I, I mean, immediately when I see us pay that, I'm like, I never could have imagined a, a, day, a day like this when then I'm seeing people were like, remember the days of the Suarez, 40 million a pound, signing just Petacek and like stupid transfers Arsenal have made. So it really is a credit to Arteta and Edu. They're, they really have, like, in the last couple of years, really have stepped up like we are serious in the in the market, how we move. With Rice, I, I, I'm not really bothered. Like I said, it's not my money, so I've never really cared. Um, obviously, I care if we get mugged off for a, a value, but let's be fair, Declan Rice is one of the best in the world. And, like, that's not just because we've signed him. That's been since, like, the Euro 2020, you know, run to the final, the World Cup he was boss. He's just taken West Ham to European, you know, trophy, Europa League semi, you know, like, and there's a reason City and Bayern were in for him. And let's be honest, they can say whatever they want now they didn't want him now. But if Rice hadn't chosen Arsenal, he'd he'd be at Bayern or Man City. So everyone can be jealous at the Arsenal now, now we've signed him and, oh, he's a flop and he's overrated. And now it doesn't matter. We, we've signed a world-class player. It's just surreal. What a great first call. Sam, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, really appreciate that. Wayne, uh, Sam, they're giving praise, rightfully so, to Mikel Arteta and to Edu. What does it mean to you, Wayne, that Declan Rice has, has basically maintained his stance, his camp has main, have maintained their stance, that it was Arsenal all along, even though Manchester City tried to bash the door down with a generous offer? He wanted Arsenal, only Arsenal. Oh, it, it means a lot. It, it absolutely means a lot because... <laughs> Mikel Arteta has managed to master the arts of 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 hypnotization of 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 master of the the dark brain arts by getting this guy brainwashed into knowing that his future is with Arsenal. Our project is that exciting. Our team is that good. Our future is that bright. That Declan Rice, who let's be honest, apart from maybe now that Real Madrid has signed Bellingham, apart from maybe Real Madrid. Declan Rice can play in any midfield in any team across world football. He was adamant, I'm going to Arsenal and Arsenal only. And the report, like, this isn't a random transfer that's come out of nowhere. The stories came out from January. He's had his mind set on us going by all reports from January. And we still got ourselves up into a position without him, without major midfield reinforcements um, during the winter window to come second. And he could have seen that and thought, do you know what, actually, maybe I've changed my mind, the way that they capitulated sort of towards the end of the year, I'm going to actually go to Treble Winner City instead. And he could have gone to Treble Winner City instead, and he's chose us. And it's massive. It's absolutely massive. And I think a lot of people have said it on Twitter, and I absolutely agree with the sentiment, that one league title with us means more than if he went to City and won 3-4 in a row. 
you could say is gargantuan, Wayne. Uh, so that's a great contribution there. I think you're absolutely right. I share a lot of your sentiment there. The easy way out would have been to push for a move to City, guaranteed himself a lot of money, guaranteed himself a fairly easy ride, and he would have guaranteed himself lots and lots of trophies. But he's a London boy. He obviously has friends at Arsenal Football Club. We know how close he is to the likes of Inketia and Saka and Ramsdale. I think uh, this is going to be a really interesting ingredient to add to the recipe. Before we go to our next caller, who was going to be Tosi, I think Tosi's still in the chat. Uh, I want a quick shout out to Jack Tyler. Uh, Janie G, who presumably is Jack's mum, has messaged in to say, can you say hey to Jack Tyler? He's been waiting to listen and is just about to go to bed. Uh, Jack, sleep well, my friend. There'll be no more Ornstein bombs tonight, my man. You can finally sleep. Uh, best wishes to you, Janie, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, Cloud GRG, who is at Cloudy Boys, says it's going to be an interesting season. Um, old school Guna, who is at Q Everything Six, says was never worried about City. Let's be honest, they don't need him. Rice always wanted the Arsenal. Uh, Tom's asked a really interesting question, Gav. Before we go to our next speaker, and that is, uh, sorry, he's at T. Uh, he's at Tom underscore ninety two. Says, what's the expectation for us now? So, Gav, it's a, it's it is very much a marquee signing. It's a statement signing. Are you expecting Arsenal to win the league now? No, but I'm expecting us to challenge for the next three or four years with the squad we've got at the moment. We've got to be up there. We've got to be the ones that if Man City slip up, we take advantage of it. Uh, we've got to be the ones now trying to get to the FA Cup final, uh, trying to progress in Europe. Uh, but the main one is, is, like I say, we've got a very, very good core group of players, probably the best core group of players in that age group or blimey, since the late 80s. Uh, and we've got probably Arteta, who in five years' time is going to be spoke about how they speak about Pep now as one of the best managers, the best man-manager, one of the best tacticians in the game. Uh, so, yeah, we've just got to be my expectations now because you can't expect to win trophies. No one's got the divine right to win trophies, no matter how good you are. Uh, but what what is expected now uh, is to us be the ones if Man City slip to basically be the ones that uh, profit from that. Indeed. Uh, let's not forget the other breaking news tonight. Arsenal have signed Germany forward Kai Havertz from Chelsea on a five-year contract until 2028 in a £65 million deal. Wow, £65 million for Havertz, £105 million for West, uh, for, for West Ham. Well, yeah, for, for West Ham, practically, for Declan Rice. What a day for Arsenal. What sort of spending? I mean, this is crazy. This is, this is all the years that we kept the powder dry. Arsene Wenger will be smiling with a, with a glass of Bordeaux's finest today, I'm sure, looking down on Arsenal. Right, let's okay. go. Our... I don't know cool, if man. you remember. I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, obviously, when we done, we had one of these chats. I think it was maybe just before the transfer window, uh, the window opened. I think we all went through and said how much we thought we'd spend before outgoings. I don't think a single one of us said 200 million. And uh, I think win. you'll find I did. I said 200 plus. Ah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, bro. No, I remember. I got the receipts. Yeah, uh, true, no, true, listen, true. You are, you're, hey, you're the banker. You're the finance <laughs> man. It's coming out of your wallet. <laughs> but listen, you're right. I, I, I mean, I have no idea 
how this is being funded. I have no idea where Arsenal get the money from, but hey, I'm here and I'm all for it, man. I'm going to drink it in. I'm going to I'm going to savor every last drop of this spending because for years and years and years we had to scrimp and save and buy players that you know we would never have wanted at Arsenal on so many occasions. Arsene Wenger had to do that. Unai Emery came and flashed his checkbook, but it all went horribly wrong. But Mikel Arteta, he is now building, and what a group of players he's got, like Gav says. Um, just before we go to Tosi, our next caller, last night, we talk about all steam bombs. Last night, I recorded an eight-minute video on the YouTube channel. It's just linked up there in the sort of pinned tweets if you guys scroll up into the uh, space chat. Uh, eight minutes about how crazy this whole window is. And you wake up, you have good feelings, you see something negative or adverse, then you go into, you know, you flirt with emotional heartbreak, then the deal's back on again, and then you get all these sorts of weird headlines. Have a check, you know, just, just check it out. It's an emotional roller coaster, eight minute video on YouTube. Right, let's go to our next caller. It's Tosi. Tosi, welcome to the Latte Firm phone in. It's uh, Declan Rice who's on his way to Arsenal. How are you feeling? Thank you guys for having me. Uh, absolutely buzzing. Uh, I think the number one feeling is like proud because I think this deal, it was such good work from the club top to bottom. Arteta on convincing the player, Edu in negotiations, the Cronkies on having the funds available when needed. And if I could just say something about the transfer, I think it is a, a significant fee, but I think it's been extremely over-exaggerated you got to remember, you have players like Enzo Fernandez who went to his, for a similar fee. You've got Casemiro who went to Manchester United at 30 years old. And, you know, now all of a sudden Declan Rice is just a West Ham player. But let's be honest, David Moyes went out publicly and said United should have got him for 100 mil last year because he's going to be 150 this year. Everybody knows he's a top three prospect in the world in that position. And you don't really penny pinch or complain about a fee when you get your number one choice. If you had asked any Arsenal fan in August, we're going to get a CDM. Give us a realistic number one choice. You have 90% are going to go with Declan Rice. I think you're absolutely right, Tosi. Just sticking with you, man, before you go, where do you see him playing? Obviously, he's a central midfielder, but do you see him as the enforcer? Is he going to come in and be that number six just in front of the back four? Is he going to be box to box, left eight? I mean, what are your thoughts? I think that he'll definitely play as a six. I think Arteta already said he wants Kai Havertz in midfield. And I think Kai Havertz, I'm starting to see more sense in the transfer because Arteta's going to want him for the role that he demanded from Jaka to be able to be an extra man in midfield to make late runs, contribute to link up. And then Declan Rice will kind of just be behind both orchestrating and controlling tempo. And, you know, defensively, He's not one to go quick for the tackle, but his interception numbers are outstanding. So I think he's got he's got what it takes defensively, excellent on the turn, and he can dictate play like no other. So I really appreciate that, Tosi. And to be fair to you, my friend, I have kept an eye on your tweets. You've been confident about this move all along the last couple of weeks. You've absolutely maintained your stance that Rice was going to join Arsenal. Uh, Wayne, can I bring you in on the position? Um, you know, Tosi there mentioning he's definitely going to be the number six. Lots of people have said that he's going to be the sort of number eight, left eight. But of course, Mikel Arteta saying today, uh, after he, after we signed Kai Havertz, that he sees Havertz as a midfielder. So how do you see this jigsaw, you know, coming together? I reckon he'll play the majority of his time with us as the six. Um, 
But it wouldn't surprise me to see him play a bit of eight. It wouldn't surprise me to see sometimes that we play a bit of a double pivot, especially in bigger games. Like if we if we still keep Thomas Party around or if Jorginho sticks around or if we sign another midfielder, it wouldn't surprise me to see Declan Rice and one more in big games, especially away from home, just to keep it a little bit solid. I'm expecting Mikel Arteta not necessarily to play the exact same way he played last season. Um, so I'm expecting there to be a bit of, of fluidity in there. So he'll be all over the place. And even if he's on number six, he's not just going to stick to a certain area of the pitch because he's got an engine that can get him all around the pitch get him back into position and then get him back all around the pitch again because he just works hard, he runs hard, he's physically dominant. And I'm expecting to see him all over the place, but most of his minutes, I reckon, will be with us at the six. Gav, just bringing you in on the same question. Uh, Wayne mentions beautifully, he works hard, he runs hard, box-to-box, physically robust, endurance athlete. Are we, you know, commentators and Arsenal fans have always over the years said, you know, we finally replaced Vieira, we've got to replace Vieira. Could this guy be potentially the next sort of Patrick Vieira type character? Leadership, box to box, aura, physical presence. Is that, is that, you know, is, is he as close as it's going to get maybe, Gav? Yeah, but without the uh, over-the-top aggression that Vieira uh, had, especially during his, uh, his younger days, uh, Vieira could be quite a hothead. Whereas Declan Rice seems uh, quite calm, uh, apart from the fact when he accused that ref of cheating, uh, I believe, at the end of last season uh, in the tunnel. Uh, but yeah, no, he's the closest type of player like that. Uh, he very rarely gives the ball away. Uh, he does smart tackles. He's, he's not likely to be getting too many yellow cards, uh, too many red cards. Uh, I completely agree with Wayne. Uh, I mean, God knows how Arteta is going to be setting us up uh, uh, next season. Uh, It's simply a case of if Arteta is going to carry on with inverting, uh, planning, you know, an inverted fullback, uh, then Rice is just going to be popping up further up the pitch. Uh, I think he's going to score more goals for us next season than he probably has for West Ham in the last two because uh, he has got a good shot on him. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just going to be absolutely crazy how we play in the next uh, next season. Uh, but, yeah, though, like I say, you know, good good pass for the ball, good engine, good shot. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the closest to Vieira look, without the attitude, really. Well, you know, you mentioned his attitude. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I love that about Vieira, to be honest, his hot-headedness. I think Declan Rice obviously joins Arsenal slightly more mature, a few years under the belt. He's never been sent off in the Premier League with West Ham, and that, of course, bodes well because we had our first season, I think, in history without a red card last year. The point you mentioned, uh, Gav, about Rice getting in the referee's uh, face. Listen to this. This was after a European game. Uh, Listen to this courtesy of Twitter. Now, obviously, I'm not a fan of the old, uh, the bribery sort of uh, (laughs) accusation there. But one thing that I do love about that, Gav, is that he is not afraid or ashamed to approach the ref. I've longed for the for, for a time when Arsenal players really get in the in the face of referees. We've seen some appalling refereeing over the last couple of years. Now I'm not advocating that we get on the back of these guys because they have a hard job, but put a bit of pressure on them. You know, give get, shout like stand up for yourselves. Put pressure on them. Try and make them cave. Try and get decisions your way. Anything you want to add in that, Gav, before we go to Andy? 
no, mate. I mean, the the only shame really is that Odegaard is turning into a really, really good captain. Uh, because if he wasn't, then what would Bourne sort of have that role? He's he's captain. I think he's he's been captain sides uh, at West Ham youth level and blah blah blah. Uh, it's a it's a, another captain on the pitch, and he'll be more vocal than Odegaard is. So, you know, obviously you can say straight away he's going into the uh, the senior player management group or whatever they call it. Uh, and I would fully expect if Odegaard is injured or taken off, that Rice gets the armband next. Indeed. Yeah, he's captain material. And we all know that whilst Odegaard had the armband, there are some other leaders in the squad. Uh, Granit Xhaka, of course, comes to mind. Gabriel, lots of influential players in that team. And Declan Rice is going to add to that group. Right, just before we go to our next caller, Andy, a couple of messages from the tweets. Uh, Jesse, who is at Jeffy Arsenal, says, can't wait for the United match here in New York. Summer tour was great last time. Uh, last year in Baltimore. A couple of questions about sort of positions. Uh, The Ramsdale, who is at Cryley, says, good to see Arsenal getting the business done early. No nail-biting stuff. Hoping for a deadline day deal. Uh, That's a really good point. Sam, who is at Super Saliba, says, so many great things about the Rice deal, but I think the Cronkies need a special mention. The way they've backed Arteta and Edu has been incredible and fully redeemed after the Super League fiasco. I completely agree with you, Sam, in that I think the Cronkies do deserve a bit of credit. I think the Super League fiasco can't be forgotten, mustn't be forgotten. Um, But you're right, they're certainly making amends. And uh, Ibby, who is at Ibby Broccoli, I love that username, Ibby Broccoli, says, Throughout my bus rides today, I've seen so many of the Rice Rice Baby adverts. Life is good. Life is good. Uh, Ibi, that is probably my favourite tweet so far. Right, let's go to Andy. Andy, welcome to the Latte Firm firm phone-in. There are hundreds of you listening live. Welcome to tonight's show. Please do drop a follow to Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get these phone-ins on a match day during the season and, of course, on special nights like this. Andy, welcome. What would you like to say? Evening, chappies and chappesses. Um, Wow, amazing. Um, Can I just quickly just pull up Gav on one thing? Uh, you know, I always like to pull him up and say, do you remember a so-called chap called Superman, Malcolm McDonald, before Alan Ball? Again, that was a bit before my time, mate. I'm going on uh, a little bit of feedback uh, on the old There we go. Uh, All right, OK. So, uh, yeah. You've probably got a very, very valid point there, Andy, because his name did come up as well. OK. All right, I just thought I'd mention it, Gav, you know. And also, it's Lewis's birthday today, so um, he's he's unavailable. But anyway, let me get on with um, what I wanted to say. I think it's amazing that they've got this this uh, Rice deal over the line. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's the person we've been looking for for um, since, well, since we've, since Vieira, really. I don't think we've really ever replaced Vieira. I think we to have the control of the midfield that this chap's got, I think it would be phenomenal. I think we're also forgetting how good Carl Havertz is going to be. 65 million we just spent on him and that's sort of gone under the radar, hasn't it? It's, it's just incredible that we've gone and bought this chap and hopefully he'll be unleashed and, and Arteta will, will use him to the proper way that he should be used. I think it's it's, it's really exciting um, and also we've got this, the, the uh, Timber coming as well who looks phenomenal. Um it's really exciting. I mean, it's it's. Um, I can't believe it got these signings in so quick. I mean, it, we as Arsenal boys, we never ever had this before. Um, and you're right, FK. It's from all the years that we've been taking a hiding of getting rid of players to Man City and 
and you know players just leaving us it's it's so nice to be able to to sit back and look at what we're doing and, and fair play to the Cronkies I mean I was the first one to you know they weren't doing what they were meant to be doing they weren't interested um, I just think that I think Josh Cronkies definitely uh, got more of a, an opinion I think he's taken over from his dad I think it's just amazing how they, they, they've come in and, and they get, listen they're, they're backing Arteta and Edu and, and all the other backroom staff and it, I think it's, it's amazing you know long may it continue it's, it's exciting for the pre-season anyway it really is, Andy. And obviously, you talk about the players that we're signing, the volume that we're going to spend. What are what are the expectations for you next season now? Because five points off a treble winning Manchester City. They've already opened their, their wallets. Vardiol has come in. Kovacic has come in. You know, let's not forget, they've quietly sort of just spent over 100 million quid already. Um, what are your expectations for Arsenal next year? I think we've got to be. Uh, I think we've got to be challenging, like uh, Gav says. I think we've got to be up there challenging again, and I think we've got to come a lot closer. Barring injuries, I think we were very unlucky with injuries, and I think the squad depth really didn't help. Um, I think you know, uh, Man City obviously didn't have the the amount of uh, injuries we had. Saliba was a massive injury for us. I think having to bring in Holding didn't help. Um, I, I think we, we, we've got to be up there. We've got to be, especially in the FA Cup and things like that, I think we've got to be there challenging for that and not sort of brush it aside now. I think we need to be, you know, challenging for the FA Cup. And, and listen, the Champions League is massive. Um, we, how far we're getting now, who knows? I mean, you know, our, our, the actual pool we're in is not too bad. I think we're missing out on Real Madrid and a few other the big boys, aren't we? So, um, listen, fingers crossed. I'm just hoping that we can we can really put up a better show and, and, and get further. Absolutely, Andy. And Andy, listen, welcome, uh, welcome obviously to the phone-in, but do wish young Lewis a very happy birthday. Look forward to hearing from him throughout next season. Uh, if you just joined this Latte Firm phone-in, please do drop a follow on Latte Firm. It's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day, the only place you can get these sort of phone-ins on a topical day. Um, and of course, there is a YouTube channel with some phenomenal content on there. Uh, obviously, if you like the sound of whatever any of our speakers are saying, click on their profile photo, engage with them, follow them. And that's exactly what we're going to do with our next caller, and that is Yembele. Yembele, welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in here on Latte Firm. Eve Mubarak, and how are you feeling, big boy? What a day. Yeah, I know, Ian Mubarak, mate, what a day, you know, you missed out, mate, you know, the usual lunch uh, at my mum's, it was uh, epic, and you, I think people saw how I celebrated with a bit of a biryani, it's beautiful. I saw the biryani picture, that was an elite spread, mate, but sadly, I had to go to the office today, I had to work, and I had to race home to get to, to dinner at my mum's place, and that was unbelievable, as you, as you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> your mum makes, makes a good spread as well, you know, that's, that's Thanks, not man. too bad. So, so what are your thoughts on Declan Rice, and of course, Kai Havertz, it's a hundred and... Seventy million pounds in one day. What the hell? That's that is, mate. Look, let, let's be honest. You and I have seen a lot of Arsenal. Could you have ever imagine a day like this, where you know, eleven o'clock last night, it wasn't just a bomb. It was the amount. I, I actually just had to stop for a few minutes and just take that in. A hundred and five million. We knew this bid was going to be close, but that went way over, and I was just. I actually had to take a moment and say, what the, have we actually done this? You know, it it, it, was, it was such a weird feeling. I don't know how, how you know, you guys felt about it, but I was just, I, I, I had to step back almost mentally just for a minute just to take that in. And then obviously, yes, today we, scored, we signed Kai Havertz officially, although that was leaked last night. <laughs> um, but that kind of went out under the radar on the haze of um, 
you know, all this Declan news, will he sign, you know, all the structure payments and all this. And now it's obviously we're into the talk of medicals now. So, you know, really happy. Uh, you know, I, I cannot be anything but happy. It was the signing we wanted. It was the, you know, the number one signing for the summer. It's it's just crazy how far we've we've gone for it. And, you know, it shows how much Mikel really wants him. Wayne, can I bring you in on Yembele's point about the bombshell that was announced last night at 11pm? First question, you know, what were you doing at that time? How did the, the news sort of break to you that, that we were going to make this bid? And, and just talk us through your emotions. Well, the funniest part of it was, I think most Arsenal fans were kind of in the middle of catching up with the leaked Kai Havertz video that came out about... Okay unfortunately for the person that had like leaked it or released it a little bit early, had come out about five minutes before the Ornstein thing. So I was watching the Kai Havertz video thinking, oh, well, this is a bit stupid that obviously this has been leaked. And then I have Ornstein's Twitter notifications on and I got the like ping, the little drop down at the top of my screen. And I was like, that can't be right. 105 million Arsenal, are you mad? And when you think about, I guess, the way we've gone about these bids if you believe this is the third bid we've gone from 60 to 90 to 105 like we've not messed around at all we've proper not messed around or 75 to 90 to 105 we've not messed around and it's just the fact that the the next scare tactic from i guess the media and from west ham side of things was oh but man city might come back man city didn't even last the next 12 hours once we put in that bid uh, when the next story came out that, yeah, no, Man City are done, they're out of it. So, yeah, we blew them out of the water with it and we got our number one target, which was fantastic. But, um, yeah, I was just trying to, to comprehend what was going on with that Kai Havertz video. It was, yeah, I mean, it was obviously leaked and I think I think these moves are complex. You know, there's a lot of people that were uh, sort of saying, you know, why don't Arsenal just announce the deal for goodness sake? You know, the photo's out, the video's out, the public domain. <laughs> I think we all know that the medical took place you know, over the weekend in Europe, we saw the uh, the club doctor at the airport, um, and you know the medical takes place. The photos get done, the socials get done, and some dipshit has leaked it. Fine, fair enough, but you know maybe there are genuine reasons as to why these delays occur, um, and it's just a shame that they have actually sort of leaked and that the club don't get to share the news uh, as they would have liked to. Gav has got his hand up very patiently. Gav, what would you like to say? Yeah, no, I think the uh, Avent's uh, leak, I think the the club done a boo-boo and uh, put it on the website and somebody rips it off of there straight away. I think that's how that happened. Uh, and obviously, the, cl- the club have had a play on the playing side, have had a wonderful day. On the non-playing uh, department of the club, with regards to that, with regards to these uh, ballots for tickets, etc., uh, they've had an absolute stinking couple of days, really. Uh, but... Yeah, no, what I was going to go back to is uh, the way Arsenal have actually played this transfer deal uh, by means of low-balling straight away, uh, waiting to see if Man City would put a bid in. Then, obviously, knowing, you know, they, they knew what West Ham wanted. They knew West Ham wanted hundred, just over £100 million. They They've known that from day one. Do you know what I mean? Uh, the 90 bid went in to tempt somebody else out and it tempted Man City out, which was basically the only club that he would look he'd consider going to, uh look can actually afford him, basically. Uh and then yeah, I just think at eleven o'clock last night when the news broke on that, I was trying to keep my WhatsApps have gone a bit berserk. Uh so I've just sort of like looked at my phone and woke up a bit more. But 
I think Arsenal have actually the negotiations, but the people behind the negotiations, whether it was Ado, whether it was that uh, fellow whose name sounds who looks like garlic to me, uh, or whoever it was that was actually involved in it. I mean, I did read one message that someone put that Josh Cronky was directly involved in negotiations himself. Uh, whether there's any truth to that, I don't think we'll ever know. Uh, but I think we've played an absolute blinder. Uh, what's made it more tricky than anything else, really, is the player only wanted us uh, and the player only wanted the best for West Ham. So I think that's why this has gone how it's gone. Uh, but as I said earlier, I have no doubts whatsoever that this would be the outcome. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Gavin. Gav, just to stay with us for a second, Ian Bele's mentioned the level of spend and he'll know the answer to this because I'm sure he received this picture earlier in the day. But Gav, I just want to, I want to ask you a question. Roughly, how much do you think Arsenal's net spend was from winning the league in 2004 to May 2013? So over a nine-year spell, what do you think our net spend was and what do you think Manchester City's net spend was? Have a guess. From where, sorry, from 2000? So from 2004, when we were champions, crown champions with the Invincibles, yeah, all the way through to 2013. So just shy of a 10-year period. Imagine it a decade. How much do you think we spent net and how much do you think Manchester City spent net? I reckon we probably spent no more than about 300 million. Okay. I've probably, in fact, I've probably even gone over. Uh no, I've gone over. I would say our yeah. spend was probably about 200, 200 max. Okay, and City? <sighs> Close to a billion. So let me tell you, Gav, Manchester City's net spend, bearing in mind they were nowhere when we were crowned champions as Invincibles, their net spend in that nine-year spell was £410 million. Oh. Arsenal's net spend in that nine-year period was a twenty million pound profit, Oof. and the point of you know the, the relevance of this is that we did have some really fucking tough times as Arsenal fans with the stadium years. Yen mentioned you know years of selling our best players to City to Chelsea, not being able to afford going rates when it came to when it came to wages and salaries and all that sort of shit, and now. Arsenal are making statements. We are moving mad in the transfer window and it is That's exactly right. what we deserve. It is crazy, right, Gav? One right. Arsene Wenger. Go on, just say it. One Arsene Wenger. Go on, just say it. Just say it. <laughs> right. No, uh, yeah, Yem Bele, before we go to our next caller, uh, quick question for you, Yem. What are you expecting from Declan Rice next season? Uh, he's obviously got hit the ground running. Are you expecting him to have a, 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 you know, a season that, uh, that sort of elevates us to, to, to winning the league? Um, it's a hard one. I would expect, I would expect him to, I, I would think we would be, you know, like Wayne and Gavin, most people have said we would be challenging for the title. The reason is, is that he's bedded into the league. He knows it. The only thing is, is obviously he's going from a team with all due, due respect to West Ham, or maybe not given how their conduct is through this negotiations that, you know, they're a lesser team. They play on the defensive. We do not. We play on the front foot. So Declan may just take a little bit of adjustment to get used to that because obviously then he'll be asked to be a bit more creative, a bit more expansive, to think forward a bit more. How will he adjust to that? I think he'll be fine. I think we should be challenging. I think the depth we're building up, you know, you're talking about Kai Havertz, potentially, you know, 
rice should be done and then you you know urian timber and then maybe we may get another midfielder as well that should be i would be expected to challenge for the league i know city are city they're buying just go Cavardiol. they've got kaya they've got um kovacic you you know you still think look we've ran them close we were five points and that was you know from us falling back due to injuries it wasn't because we you know we faltered in the league from you know anything but injuries if we had our full squad would we have won the league i think we would have given a good go so i expect us to be challenging and like gav and wayne said we should be in the cup competitions more i want us to make a good fist of the champions league especially i think you know it is our first year back but you know it's the champions league you should be trying to you know do your best against the best in, in Europe. I, I want to be challenging. I want to see more of those nights at the Emirates. You know, you, you know as well as I do, Fies, those nights at the Emirates and Champions League nights are just something different completely. Yeah, they, they, they hit different and I cannot wait for the first night. Declan Rice lining up under the lights with his Champions League badge on on the Adidas uh, sweat, you know, sweat jacket, whatever it's called, that he's going to sort of have over his shirt. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, Mbele, thanks for joining tonight's phone-in. Love that. We are just over halfway on tonight's Declan Rice special phone-in. Of course, Kai Havance, as uh, Gav once called him, has signed for Arsenal, £65 million. A couple of other bits of transfer news today. The scum have signed James Madison, £40 million. I've got to say, I think at 26 years of age and the sorts of performances he's had in the, in the last couple of years, I think £40 million is good value, sadly. And Chelsea have released Edouard Mendy, their uh, Senegalese uh, goalkeeper. They're probably going to sell him for about 700 million quid to some team in Saudi Arabia. Uh, just another bit of Premier League transfer news. Right, let's go to our next caller. He is Rick Singh. Rick, welcome to the Declan Rice phone in here on Latte Firm. What would you like to say, Rick? How are you feeling? Good evening. just wanted to say um, very appreciative to yourself and the content you put up. It's very well put together and it kind of gives you all the nuts and bolts of you know getting excited when you've been linked to a player so very very appreciative to the content you put out really thank you very much Rick. i really appreciate that how are you feeling about Declan Rice though you must be really excited yeah i mean i'm i think i think it, it goes back to the the pre invincible days feeling uh, 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 you know that pride you have of b- being an arsenal fan and you're really trying to ha- have a strong team behind, you know, challenging, um, you know, the, the, the strongest team in, in the league. And and and, 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 I, and as you said earlier, we've, we've definitely had a tough time, you know, over the last 10 years with, you know, with the ascendancy of Chelsea, uh, Man City coming into the fold. And we've kind of had to buy our, buy our way you know, get get through those tough times, but it, you know, I, I think we've 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 definitely, you know, got the right people in and around the club now. With 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 Arteta kind of changing the mindset as well as the culture, and then also looking at the way we do deals now. You know, we, we ha- it's only been what not even two weeks into the transfer window, and we're we're closing on in on on 200 million worth of transfers it just it's just testament how he's kind of changed the the the, the narrative around the club and 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 just going back on 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 the the rice uh transfer if you really look at it when have we ever beaten 
even in the in the days when we were challenging Man United to actually pip them for a transfer target. I think this is probably the what first time it's kind of happened in our history that we've actually pipped the favourites to a transfer target. Sol Campbell. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you if you really look at it, Sol Campbell was a free agent, but in terms of like the money that's you know in in and around the league now, always when you when we heard Man City were were interested in Declan Rice, I know a vast majority of us would have said, look. It's 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 going to go down to money, and you know if they can push it, they will push it. But I I feel now that Arteta has been given the tools, and even last season it it was demonstrated that look with the right with the right setup, with given the time, I, I think we can produce results. And and again, we didn't have the depth to challenge City to the end, and I think. He's he's added some strength in some key areas, and I think the the, the timber deal is going to be a very very underrated um, and very very fruitful uh, addition to our team. But I think overall we're we're, we're in a, a lot more stronger position to to go again. We are indeed, Rick. Really appreciate that. Thanks for joining into tonight's call. I think you make a good point. I mean, Gav, yeah, you're right. Sol Campbell was the last time we pipped Europe's best clubs to signing someone. But I think there is a difference. I think Declan Rice, the, the, you know, we've bought a player who is obviously supremely expensive. It's a record signing for, for, for a British player in, in England. And we have beaten off a team that has, you know, Endless pockets, deep pockets. The project has been sold to Declan. Arteta has been speaking to him for months now. They've engaged with his family. He wanted Arsenal and wanted in from a very, very young start. And I think that, for me, is such a telling a telling point. And it's something we should be so immensely proud of, that people want to join Arsenal over any other club in Europe. I mean, even Bayern Munich were knocking on Declan's door. And, you know, he just wouldn't, couldn't even turn his head. Gav? Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It, this, I mean, the fact that Declan Rice only wanted to play for for Arteta, uh, see, is it, absolutely brilliant. You know I mean, I mean, Arteta's sold him a dream about how he wants to improve him as a player, where he, what position he wants to play in. Uh, he's obviously told him, that, you know, everything's going to go through him, which is why I'm so so excited uh, to see him actually on the pitch. Uh, it, it, it's it, it's mind boggling. I mean, we are going to absolutely tear some teams a new one next season an absolute new one teams that we sort of get struggled to get over the line at, at 2-1 you know these are going to turn into 3s or 4 four ones and 3s and 4 nils uh, but I mean to have to compare it to Sol Campbell at the time Sol Campbell was, was also sold a dream uh, and let's not you know, let, you know let's not get this wrong about Sol Campbell uh, he come to us uh, because we was offering the most money. Uh, we was offering Sol Campbell a hell of a lot of money to come to us and not to go to other clubs. He, when he was a free agent, I mean, I think it worked out that he was probably the first defender who was earning like 100 grand a week. Uh, what's good with Rice is Rice has turned down all those teams you mentioned, but especially City, he's turned down probably more wages uh, he's probably turned down a better chance of getting trophies, but he's not getting the he's not getting what Arteta's providing. Arteta's providing to 
make him a better player. Arteta's providing a family environment of the club uh, where, you know, the wives and girlfriends of, you know, are friends and meeting up and there's social events and everybody knows about that and they're all bloody getting married. Do you know what I mean? It's it's such the environment that, the, that Arteta has created is second to anything that's ever been done. So it's, it's not second to anything that's any, ever been done in this country before. Really, really good. You're absolutely right. Uh, just before we go to our next caller, who will be Saviour, I know he's a regular contributor on these phone-ins. There are thousands of you that have listened in live tonight already. That is incredible. Please do drop Latte Firm a follow. The only place you can get these sort of topical phone-ins, but also post-match phone-ins on a match day throughout the season. And of course, next year, the Champions League is back. Before we go to Saviour, some tweets coming in. Uh, at Beyond Arsenal, who is Bearded Blackman, says... Josh Kroenke deserves some love. Since he's taken control of Arsenal, the things have only got better. Uh, Kem, who is at Dr. Underscore Kemperer, says, I think my only disappointment, uh, for want of a better word, is that we're not going to be adding Rice to the squad as it is. Losing Xhaka and possibly party is gutting. That is something we have to keep our eyes on, absolutely. Leeds Gunner, welcome Leeds Gunner. He is at Leeds Gunner 1, says, with Havertz and Rice through the door, I feel like we finally banished the demons of Manchester City when they swooped in and they snatched Nasri and Adibayor. Arsenal are done being picked on. Let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Nash, who is at Humble One Nash, says, rivals cranking up the pressure, but not an ounce of buyer's remorse at Arsenal. We all know what we're getting in Declan Rice. Absolutely. Um, lots more comments coming in. We will work our way through some of the tweets. But before we do that, let's go to our next caller, who is going to be Saviour. Welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in. Saviour, what would you like to say? Um, afternoon or evening to you. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, good day, good day. I like the, I like the, uh, the rice, rice baby at the start of the show. That was good. That was good. Maybe you go the rice on when you, uh, when you close out today as well, since we're in a joyous mood. But, um, yeah, <laughs> feeling really good, feeling really positive. Feels like we're like, you know, money bag FC, a little show me the money, Jerry Maguire. It feels like we're, it's the good, the good times are rolling on at the Emirates and, um, yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's a really good, it's a big day. Matt Damon, number one target. I'm not, I'm not really pressed about the price. He's English. That's just going to, that's just, is what it is. The price is not really that big of a deal, but it's, if it's your number can I, one Can I target. ask you about the statement, Xavier? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah sorry, Xavier. Can I ask you, you just said it's about making a statement. You know, yeah. we finished second. This is a chance for us to take that next jump to try and compete for the title. Do you think this is exactly the signing that we would have all hoped for and that we actually need to take that next jump? Yeah, I think that, you know, I think, I'm not sure if it was Wayne or Gather earlier saying, you know, we have some of the most uh, cool, um, players and some of them, uh, our squad is going to be one of the more, more valuable. Oh, I think we've lost Saviour. Uh, Wayne, can you see him still there? Uh, okay. No, he's having some connection issues, I think. Yeah, I think, Saviour, you're having some connection issues, which is a shame. We'll try and bring you straight back in. But in the meantime, let's go to Steve. Steve, welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in here on Latte Firm. What would you like to say? A £105 million deal agreed for England and West Ham midfielder Declan Rice. Evening, guys. Evening, everyone. Thanks for having me on again. Um, I honestly just relieved it's done, to be honest with you. Um pretty happy about the fee. I think the thing about Rice is that I think we know what he's going to bring on the pitch and like 
I, I don't really mind whether it's the six or the eight. I think we're going to see the incantations of whatever we're going to start with for the start of the season um, in pre-season, which I'm really excited about. I can't wait to see us play. I can't wait to see what kind of new formation Arteta's going to come up with. But my thing about Rice, which I was really like quite uh, thinking about and quite, I thought was quite prescient, is that I think not only does this transfer, like I think people have mentioned perception and making a statement, but I just think we win in our change of how we're viewed in like a like a greater, bigger sense. I think the whole time, you know, with the end of Wenger, Emery, we've had this soft touch kind of mentality that even smaller teams, and we've seen with some of the interactions with West Ham fans and accounts and the way we're reporting in the media, um, you know, it's easy to pick on us. It's easy to get our fans riled up. But I think... After a while, you know, when the team gets picked on and like we actually start to hire grown-ups at the top and we're actually running like a proper business and we're not, you know, resting on our laurels and building on the next season. I just think that we're kind of telling the rest of the league that we're here to stay and all these ideas that, you know, we're going to fall off and this was a lucky season kind of get dispelled. I don't see like I'm really looking forward to seeing what people's predictions are for where we lie in terms of how other fans see us. Because with this signing, you can't ignore us now. Um, and also in another sense as well, in terms of decisions from refs, I think having three England starters with the Euros coming up next season is going to be huge. And if even Southgate and Ben White can reconcile, that's four of legitimate players that can start for England quite easily. And I don't think we've ever really had that before in the last like Premier League era. Um, even players like Wrighty and stuff were kind of overlooked by England and we've only ever had prospects before like Wilshire and the Ox but, and Theo Walcott but now we have bona fide starters like first names on the team sheet type stuff and I think a lot more of those kind of cheeky penalties that Harry Kane gets I think we're not going to it's not going to change overnight but we'll start getting more of those and less Brentfords have start to happen and more sort of Liverpool at home where like we kind of start getting away with things and that difference of us being able to go to different places and just be able to win and not have to blame the refs, it's one thing that's kind of been the shoulder on our shoulders for quite a while. And I think players like Rice, English, national team captain, candidate, they help alleviate those things. And that, for me, is what the 100 mil is for. I think it's like a... I consider it like a PR revamp of Arsenal as, like, um, to everyone else. I think as the fans, we can be happy that... And also, we, you know, this is a 100 million pound transfer. This is an English record. I, I don't recognise this from us. Like, I remember the days where it was seven mil from some un, unknown area in France, like Jeffrey and Adelaide and all those kind of players and us, us hoping and praying that one of them could blossom into some kind of superstar. But I don't know. I like the way we've done it. Um, just doing it with the academy, buying the right players, not overpaying, like showing restraint when we had to. I'm just so happy that we're being run properly. Um, and I'm just so excited for the rest of the season. And yeah, I just, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty chuffed all in all. But yeah, that's what I had to I hear you, Steve. I hear you. I hear the excitement in your voice. I can hear the the uh, eager anticipation of next season and, and, and the difference that Declan Rice is going to bring to this team. So to remind everybody, Arsenal have had a third bid worth £105 million for West Ham captain and England midfielder Declan Rice. The bid is going to be accepted. Declan Rice's medical is going to be planned and booked in. And I think, Wayne, you shared a tweet on that earlier. 
he is going to be an Arsenal player within the next few hours, which is insane. Um, I can see lots of people have requested the mic. Um, Wally is in the queue. Boogie, Lewis, birthday boy Lewis. Guna Nick, we will come to you guys. But before we do that, let's go to uh, a good friend of ours, James Johnston. Welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in. What would you like to say, JJ? It's a big day for the Arsenal. Oh, it's it, it's a humongous day. Um, get the get the orange juice without bits on ice. What a day! <laughs> what an absolutely bits, beautiful day. <laughs> um, Go on, James. Yeah, tell yeah, us, just, tell us why you're feeling so related tonight. Oh, it's it's just it's. I think I just echo the sentiments of what everybody else has said so far. It, it's a statement signing, which is what this club's needed to do for a very, very, very long time. Um, th- there's so many. Uh, of people, of fans of other clubs that, for whatever reason, you know, I, I watch as much football as I can. Of course, you, you bias and you, you watch Arsenal more than anybody. Of course you do. That's natural. But you watch it and they all just think, we're, after this year, it, we're just going to slip away. Well, like your previous caller said, signing Declan Rice, we're here now and we're not taking part. We're here to try and take over. And I think we've got such a brilliant opportunity to do to do this and if you look at january we nearly did 160 million outlay on two players then which would have been absolutely mental to do that in a january window but we stayed patient we pivoted and got two you know lesser type of players i mean i was i've i've been proven wrong with Jorginho, and I'm absolutely ecstatic with Trossard. I've wanted Trossard for about two, three seasons. I remember FK, me and you talking about him and Harvey Barnes were two players we always used to look at and think, I wouldn't mind them at Arsenal. I still would take Harvey Barnes at Arsenal now if the opportunity arose. I know we're getting greedy. Um, but it's it's just such a, such a brilliant signing, and, it, and it's the potential options of what we can do with this player because... I do believe naturally he's going to be at the six, but he can also play at the eight if you want him to. And he's brilliant in both. And it's exactly what the manager wanted. If you remember a few weeks back, Mikel did the conference and said, if if the team's a car, I need the engine. And this guy is the engine now. You know, as much as Thomas Partey's been great, there has been times, especially towards the end of the season, you, you were worried every time he rung because you thought his hamstrings were just going to pop. You know, when the team doctors going with you on international duty because you're worried about him. It's it's really bad news. But we've got a guy now that you know can run from box to box. He can pass. He can, he can score a goal if he needs to. You, you've got everything that you want and more in a player. And it, it's just, it's incredible. When you look at his heat map, James, he is very much an endurance athlete. And when you look exactly. at his physique... He's the sort of player that you know you can get 40 to 50 games from a season without even thinking about it. And his discipline, not a single sending off in his Premier League career, is phenomenal. Um, So I'm really excited about him. Uh, A question that's come in, James, in terms of shirt number. Obviously, has fashion the number 41 at West Ham. Is that something you'd expect to see him continue at Arsenal? Yes, unless, unless somebody moves and then he can get potentially a different one. But I think I think he'll stick with with what he has and um I, I've got no problem because everyone's gonna buy it anyway, aren't they? You know, they're they're, they're... Oh, yes. <laughs> next to next to the Balogun ones going on the American tour as well as the Turner ones. I mean the new goalkeeper kit's lovely. So that that that'll be sold quite a lot out there. But 
by, by people buying Turner ones. Um, yeah, there, there'll be so many of these Rice shirts sold. So he could wear whatever number he likes. He could have a mental one like 90-something and people still buy it. <laughs> I love that, James. James, thank you so much for contributing to tonight's phone-in. Wayne's got his hand up. Wayne, what would you like to say before we go to our next caller? Oh, well, I had a question for James, but we can push it forward to... Oh, sorry, man. What was the question right? anyway? Just in case um, James is listening. Push, push it to yourself, Gav, and then whoever the next caller is going to be. I think it's valid that we've got joining us next. Um, obviously, we're spending a lot of time talking about Declan Rice, rightly so. It's a massive, massive deal. Um, but like you've said, Kai Havertz has also joined us today. And I think the big thing coming out of Kai Havertz uh, signing and sort of the discussion is Mikel Arteta specifically mentioned Kai Havertz as a midfielder I think there was a little bit of discussion of would he come in and would he be competition or a replacement for Gabriel Jesus would he play sometimes on the right and I'm sure Havertz will spend minutes in a, a variety of positions because he's versatile but I thought it was very very interesting that Mikel Arteta specifically specifically said in midfield for Kai Havertz so my question was is Declan Rice the right type of six because we spoke so highly of his physicality his mobility that's a very offensive forward line when you've got Saka, Martinelli, Havertz, Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus, or whatever iteration of those five. You imagine they'll start. Declan Rice is going to cover, have to cover a lot of ground and do a lot of defensive duties. Is he's the? Is do we think he's the right guy, hundred percent, to do that job? For me personally, this is about two things. This is about depth in the squad. And ideally, I'd like to see both Party and Jack are kept at the club. But of course, if one of them moves on, then maybe we bring in someone like a Romeo Lavia from Southampton. But I think this is about depth. And we've had the thinnest squad, the youngest squad for a couple of years now. And it's nice that we've just sort of beefing up the subs options, beefing up that depth in midfield. And talking of beefing up, I mean, Declan Rice is, is probably, you know, he's up there alongside Rodri and Party as, you know, the best sort of enforcer in the game. Wonderful, wonderful season last year carries the ball, gallops the ball, covers so much ground physically, as we've just talked about, the resilience, the strength, the physical aura, the leadership quality that he's going to bring to this team. Um, I, I can't eulogise enough about him, Wayne, and I can't, I'm so excited that he's, he's going to sort of join us. And yeah, he can probably play that lone six role. I, I think he's probably going to get a number of roles. I can't see Kai Havertz playing in that left eight, you know, 50, 60 times next season. I think he might even, you know, rotate with Gabriel Jesus up top. He might play out wide. He has spent significant t- parts of his time, both at Leverkusen and at Chelsea, playing sort of out wide on the right-hand side, potentially depth or cover for, for Bukayo Saka. I think it just gives us options, Wayne. I think it gives us versatility. Like I said, my key point, and I think a couple of people have sort of tweeted in to say, as great as this signing is, it would be a real shame to lose one of those two in, in Xhaka and Party who have propelled us to what was a magnificent season last year. Uh, Wayne, uh, Gav, have you got any thoughts on Wayne's question? You know, where do you see Declan Rice playing? Could he be that number six? And, and I guess Kai Havance, as you called him, um, where do you expect him to play? Uh, well, I think you've, uh, you've got the, uh, the German spot on, mate. I think he's going to play in a number of different positions throughout the season, uh, as will a few other players as well, really. Uh, with Declan Rice, Again, as I said earlier, I mean, yeah, he, he's going to play as a six. Uh, but the way we have inverted fullbacks, he may be appearing further up the pitch. If we're completely dominant of a team, you would expect him to be further up the pitch. It's it's going to be a very, very flexible system. Arteta wants a very, very flexible system and he wants players in certain positions uh, when there's a certain phase going on in the, in the game. 
uh, you know, not just where players will be on corners. It'll be, you know, where players will be when their keeper has the ball, uh, where players will be if, you know, expecting their keeper to do a long ball. Uh, I'd say we'll have everything like that nailed down and the players will know exactly what position they should be in or Arteta expects them to be in during that particular phase. So I think Declan Rice is going to have a very, very flexible position when we're what at home versus Fulham, for, for example, uh, as opposed to when we're at home versus or away versus Man City or away versus Liverpool. Gav, can I just say, when we talk about flexibility and depth, you know what else that gives us? That gives us unpredictability. And, oh, and you know, for the longest time, everyone knows that Arsenal are always going to link up, uh, sorry, line up with Xhaka and Party. And for Declan Rice to come in, Kai Havertz to come in, you know, Emil Smith-Rowe. Don't sleep on Emil Smith-Rowe. You know, if he's, got, he's got a big future, a uh, big role at Arsenal to play, a role to play at Arsenal next season. This just what? gives us so many options. It's so exciting. Yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's, it's totally when you look at the look at the squad areas at the moment. But you've also got to bear in mind the fact that we've got to be realistic that there is going to be a few casualties. There is going to be a few players leaving this summer. Look, we would really prefer to keep uh, just to balance the books up because uh, there's no way in the world we're spending over two hundred million, uh, to, you know, two hundred and ten million, two hundred and fifty million, or whatever it is. Uh, without getting some money back, so uh, I'll, like I say, I'm I'm bracing myself for at least one, maybe two players that I like uh, are going to be out the door if decent money comes in for them. You're absolutely right. Uh, just in case you guys have just tuned in and you've been asleep for the last 48, 72 hours, lucky you guys, not you know, not living on the emotional roller coaster that we've all been on. Arsenal have submitted a third bid worth £105 million for West Ham captain and England midfielder Declan Rice. Manchester City, who of course were flirting with the idea of making a £90 million offer for the 24-year-old, had that rejected. And they have decided to withdraw from the pursuit because they know that Declan Rice wants Arsenal and only Arsenal. If our bid of £100 million up front and £5 million in add-ons is successful, that would equal the British record that Manchester City paid for Aston Villa midfielder Jack Grealish. Declan Rice, 24 years of age, 15 goals in 245 games, never had a red card in the Premier League, 41 caps for England. Ah, oh, mouth-watering. Right, let's go to our next caller, who is going to be Wally. Wally Arsenal. Wally, welcome to tonight's show. Thanks for waiting so patiently. 600 of you listening live right now, please do drop a follow on Latte Firm. The only place you can get these topical phone-ins and, of course, post-match phone-ins on a match day throughout the season. Wally, welcome. What would you like to say, man? Hi, right, FK. Uh, firstly, how was Eid? Eid was sensational. I was working sadly in the office all day, but I got home, had, had my bath at home with mum and dad, had my rice, had my had, had all sorts of rice. So it was a very, very nice day. Even borrow it to you, my friend. And to you, bro, and to you, yeah. Um, yeah, excited. Uh finally over the line with this uh signing. Big, big statement as well. Uh spending that much. Um I was actually quite uh think thinking about this for us uh for a while. We've had kind of uh, over the last maybe couple of years uh, quite a few players whose price has been in and around that eighty to one hundred million pound mark. Okay, there was the time when we pursued Vlaovic. Uh, there was obviously Modric, who we were pursuing. 
and uh, now Declan Rice, who we eventually got. And one of the things that strikes me throughout this is that in all of those previous deals, there was a point where the club and Arteta said, no, this is getting too far. We're going to stop. However, with kind of Declan Rice, they went all out. Right, they they were not going to stop. I mean, there, there was all the talk about it needs to be a hundred million. Well, we've chucked in a hundred million plus some an additional five million as well, just to prove that we're not poor. Uh, and I see this signing as um, a similar moment to when Liverpool signed Van Dijk. Uh, it was a statement signing, uh, signing from a Premier League club, proven player, and it really took them to the next level. Uh, Van Dijk, the influence he had on the team uh, it was the start of something really really special at Liverpool and it's I, I see that as a, on a similar level for us uh, we've, you've spoken in this kind of last hour about the influence he's got uh, how he carries himself the leadership but also um, how good he is technically uh, every aspect of his game is just so so good but it, it is, it, it, it's, it's a big big signing in that sense, where we've we've gone out and we've said, right, we this wasn't just a one one off season. We're here to stay and we're here to build. And a team that finished five points behind the leaders have gone out and signed a really really top player. Wally, let me ask you a really difficult question. A question that would would be unfair to ask most people sort of dialing in. But you know, we talk daily. We 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 exchange obviously thoughts on football in the WhatsApp group and the DMs. You know, in the in the group DMs on Twitter. Those of you who know will know. Um, where do you think Declan Rice's challenges are going to be? What do you think? You know, is are there any negatives to his game? Are there any things that you think? Or oh, do you know what? He just needs to improve or become a little bit better. Because, look, it's a great signing. On the front of it, West Ham captain, just giving you some time to think, but West Ham captain, England international, 24 years old, in the prime, you know, prime physical condition, great, great player. But surely there are one or two parts of his game that maybe you're not, you're not so certain of. You know, are, are, do, do those things exist? Well, yeah, they do. I mean, the thing is, um, the reality is that playing at West Ham, he has been playing with lesser players for a few years now. Um, coming into a team with quality that is miles, miles ahead of where West Ham are, and no no disrespect to them, but we are miles ahead of where they are. Um, it's all going to come down to how he adapts his game and where he plays, obviously. Now, let's if we are to assume that he is going to take a party's role, Right. What is Partey's biggest quality is in the fact that he is able to distribute the ball so well. We have no doubt about Declan Rice's ability to hold up the ball, to get into tackles, to win the ball. But it's about how you distribute the ball, especially when pressed, to find those runners um, that, are, that are heading up the pitch. The likes of Saka, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus. Finding those players is going to be key. Now, if we say that he's going to play in the number eight role, um, then that's that's another story. He's basically having to adapt his game from being a very defensive player to in a more attacking role. And reality is that none of us really know how he would do there because I don't think we've seen that. I mean, even for England, he plays in a very deep lying role. Um, so the the, the doubts mainly uh, remain in how he's able to distribute and become one of those players that can play under the press and still open up and unlocks. Uh, channels uh, for the uh, for the attacking players. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I, I think you're absolutely right. Footballistically, very different teams. West Ham United very rarely controlling possession, controlling games, often fewer touches. He completed more passes, twice as many more passes than any player at West Ham last season. An amazing ball carrier, amazing ball progressor, ever-present, fit, all that sort of stuff. But there's probably a couple of things that I'm just interested to see how he does. And and the first thing is just, you know, I think sometimes his ball control can be just a little bit clumsy when they're in the transition. Arsenal have had some amazing players over the years, the Wilshires, the Cazorlas, the Sesks, the Ramseys, you know, one-touch transition, one-touch build-up. I just wonder how Declan Rice is going to adapt to that. And, of course, as he plays in a bit more of an attacking sort of team, a team that likes to dominate, likes to control, I want to see how good he is at recycling the ball and I want to see how good he is as a threat. So, you know, four goals in the Premier League last season, two inside the box, two outside the box. Is he capable of maybe getting the nine or ten that Xhaka uh, got last season. That's going to be interesting to see. Any closing thoughts from you, Wally? Because, I mean, £105 million for Rice, £65 million for Havertz. How much more are we going to spend? <laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, the, the the figures going around at the start of the season was looking in the region of £200 million. I think the club was very successful um, off the pitch the, this season uh, in terms of getting Champions League football and uh, the, the the TV money that's coming and going forward to establish ourselves as uh, as a title t- challenger would mean that there's going to be more coming in. So, you know, hats off to the Cronkies in terms of how they have, um, how they have refinanced our stadium there and made the money available. Um, and to be honest, a lot of people kind of, even as late as kind of yesterday, were doubting uh, what Edu is doing, what uh, the guys in the, in the in the back room are doing, because there was all sorts of nonsense about not being able to close off big deals. Well, we've proven that we can do it um, and we are, we, are, we are making it work for us. Uh, my closing thoughts are that um, I think Arteta is a... Um, it is a privilege to have him at the club because if you listen to the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes and the work that he's putting in at the moment to convince players and what he's saying to these players, I mean, every single player that we're being linked to, they, they're just closing the door to everyone else saying, no, that's where I want to be. This is where my future lies. Right? And I don't know what script he's got. Uh, I'd love to see it or what it is that he says to these players, but uh, it's an absolute privilege to uh, have him at this club. And um, I think we're going to have a really, really good season. Habibi, that is a great call, man. Really appreciate you joining in tonight's space. Uh, mad love for that. And uh, thanks also for your patience, man. You waited patiently to get on the show and you've also always calmed us down in the chat saying that Declan Rice was going to happen. Appreciate that. You're getting a lot of love in the emojis, Wally. Cherish it, man. doesn't happen that often. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller, Kurt, who's been waiting very patiently. I did see your tweet. Apologies if, if you guys are waiting a little bit longer than normal. Um, thousands of you have tuned in tonight. Lots of people have requested the mic and the way that the images kind of appear on screen, it kind of rotates and I just don't get to see everybody. So, Kurt, welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in. What would you like to say about today and the signing that we're about to make? Well, I'm calling all the way from the Caribbean. So, I'm a big fan of your podcast, by the way. Oh, thank you so much, man. And thanks for calling in from the Caribbean. Make me jealous. What's the weather like? Oh, there, it's man? awesome, man. It's, it's really awesome out here right now. Very hot, though. Oh, man, it, it sounds it. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds it. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Right, what would you like to say about Arsenal and Declan Rice? And thank you for your kind words. Well, um, um, to be honest with you, um, I, I think the money that we spent is a little bit too much for Declan Rice. 
And I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, but hear me out a little bit. All right? Uh, you you know of this young kid from 24-year-old, just like Declan Rice is from Real Sociedad, Martin Zumamendi? You do, you always do stat comparisons. Do a stat comparison between Declan Rice and Martin Zumamendi. You see there's not much difference there. All right? If you had to choose between Declan Rice and, say, Sergio Busquets in his prime, who would you choose? Of course, you go with Busquets. Exactly. I mean, one of the finest exactly. number sixes in the world. Exactly. Though Martin Zumamendi is the closest thing I've seen to Busquets. This kid never gives away the ball. He's very technically sound, carries the ball just as well, and he's way cheaper than Rice is. All right? But, now, yeah, go ahead. I've got to ask you, Kim, yeah, because I appreciate that. Listen, I'm sure your football knowledge is much stronger than mine. I've never actually seen Zubamendi play a game. I know the hype. I understand everyone raves about him. But Declan Rice is obviously there is an English premium, but he's a Premier League proven player, a homegrown talent who has established himself as one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. He was phenomenal for England and has been for at least the last sort of, you know, 18, 24 months. This is a guy that you're going to get six or seven years out of, at least at the very top level, where he is going to be ever present. He is going to be a leader. He knows the league. The, you know, he's acclimatized to the league, of course, being British born. He adds to that homegrown sort of quota. I, I know you're happy that he's signed. I know you could be happier because there are other players, but surely. Surely this is a magnificent signing for Arsenal. I'm not, I'm not doubting it's a very good signing for Arsenal. And you're right. He, is, he's, he knows the league pretty well. He's been, it all his li- he's been in the league all his life. However, the, the price that we paid for him, and I think it's a little bit too steep. I don't see Declan Rice as a $100 million player. All right? I don't, I, I, I don't think he is a $100 million Because, for example, he's... he's He's not. I don't think he is as good as Rodri is. And Homer, he's not as good as Rodri. <laughs> I appreciate that, Kurt. Thank you for joining us tonight. I mean, look, listen. Everybody's entitled to their opinions, and if you, if you think about it, in isolation, one hundred and five million pounds is a ridiculous amount of money. And yes, of course, we're out of our comfort zone. We're we're about to break our own club record. We've spent a lot of money on really expensive players, and sometimes they just haven't worked out. But I think this is as sure a bet as you can get when you sign, when you pluck out one of the best midfielders in the Premier League who is just ready to come into your team and just take you to that next level. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, Kurt putting his head out and, and being brave enough to come on and request the mic and say, look, £100 million is too much for Declan Rice. Let's see what people think. Let's bring in uh, Lewis and, and Gavin Wayne. I will put that question to you shortly. But Lewis, happy birthday. Welcome to the Declan Rice phone-in. I mean, what a birthday treat. Kai Havertz, Declan Rice, £170 million worth of talent. How are you feeling, man? Oh, buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. From from about 9 o'clock this morning, from when I was on the train to Brighton down to my mates, we just had notifications on from Fabrizio saying, you know, we bidded. And this is how we had David Ornstein on one thing. We had another one from Fabrizio. It's been a crazy, crazy day. Um, I'm absolutely buzzing with him. Um, I think he's a brilliant oh. signing. Um I tell you what's crazy, Lewis. Is your voice broken today? Uh, do you know what? I'm just. I've been working all week. 
um, doing work experience. And I'm just absolutely knackered, but I just stayed up. Work experience? I can't believe it. Oh man, what a time that was. What do you? I've got to ask. What are you doing for work experience? What are you doing? Where are you um, at? So I'm doing, I'm doing plumbing. Plumbing. Nice. Enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. It's good. It's good fun. Get on you, man. Enjoy it. Master that trade, man. Just good luck with it. Uh, getting back to football, though, Lewis. Um, and obviously, you know, we wish you a very happy birthday. I hope you have a magnificent time and may you be blessed with tremendous health and tremendous Thank prosperity you, in the years to come. Um, Declan Rice, you, you've just said that you're excited about it. It's a, it's a marquee signing. Um, do, what do you make of Kurt's comments? The previous caller saying, look, he's not worth 100 million quid. There are better players out there like Zubamendi out in Spain. Listen, he's totally right. 100 million is a crazy, crazy amount of money. But at the end of the day, he's a brilliant player. He's got experience. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a leader. He's he's one of them. I mean, I, from what I remember, go as far as I go back, I can't remember the last English player that we had who was a proper you know, leader, had the fight in him, know, knows what it's like to win. Um, obviously, as as, um, as Gavin, my dad would probably know, Tony, how Tony Adams, you know, he was English. He was, you know, he's a leader, he was a fighter. He was, you know, um, he, he he was what made Arsenal. And I think that is what we've been missing. Um, proper, um, you know, that CDM in the middle or whatever, wherever he's going to be playing, you know he's um he's going to be controlling that midfield, um, especially playing along alongside the players like Odegaard and uh, hopefully I don't know I I may be party next season. I'm a, I, I, well just on that. I mean Gav's got his hand up, so I'll let Gav come in in just a second. But Lewis, I mean Xhaka and Party, how would you feel if one of them, both of them, left? I mean Rice is obviously a step in the right direction, but surely if those two left, it's three steps back. I'm re- I'm really gutted about Shaka. Um, I'm obviously a bit more sad about Party, but I would I would prefer Shaka in that role. I prefer I would prefer it to be the other way around and that Party was going and Shaka was a bit unsure whether he was going or not. I think he's I think him him with him with Rice in the middle would just be so strong, and um, uh, yeah, I'm 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 a bit sad about it. I'm not gonna lie to you. But... Yeah, it's pretty hard to take. Gav, you had your hand up. You've got a question for young Lewis? Uh, no, it wasn't a question, mate. I just want to wish Lewis a very, very happy birthday uh, and tell him to stick with the plumbing, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> get stuck in there, mate. Do you know what I mean? Make a success of it. Do you know what I mean? Get your nut down and do some hard work and learn the trade, mate. All right? Thanks so and... much. Can I say one more thing? Of course, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to be paying, hopefully, hopefully about maybe £12 tomorrow morning about one o'clock when the ballot comes out for Forest towards, you know, that Declan Rice fund. So I'll be <laughs> playing a part in that, you know, in that, in that transfer. So oh, good, good luck with the ballot. <sighs> oh, don't even, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I have no I'm idea how any of this stuff works. So uh, good luck with that, Lewis. And listen, happy birthday, mate. Hope you have Declan a wonderful Rice, year. Rice, 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 Rice. I hope you have a wonderful year ahead, mate. And thanks for bringing us so much joy over the course of last season. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm sure hundreds of you, maybe even thousands of you have done that tonight for the first time. Welcome to the Latte Firm phone-ins. Do drop Latte Firm a follow. And of course, check out the YouTube channel. If you're interested in Declan Rice, there will be a breakdown video tomorrow night, which is going to be really exciting. We'll probably do it live as well. Uh, and there are breakdowns already on young Kai Havertz and Urien Timber who John Cross has reported will follow Kai Havertz and Declan Rice in the coming hours. Wayne, uh, before we go to our next caller, uh, you've been a bit quiet. What are your thoughts on some of the last calls? And 
uh, your thoughts on, on on Kurt and his point about Declan Rice being too expensive? I was quiet because I've just seen who's joined us for the evening, so my mood has just gone down like a lead balloon, FK. Oh, man, it's, it's your partner in crime, <laughs> Colleen Shea, waiting in the background, ready to yeah. haunt your dreams. Can't, um, can't wait to hear what she has to say. But um, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. That I, I Listen, on, on the base level of it, on the surface level of it, I completely agree. I don't think any player is worth a hundred million pounds. Like I, I, I don't think anyone is worth that outside of Messi in their prime, Ronaldo in their prime, maybe Mbappe, who we're probably signing next week. But, but when you, we're not, we're not, we're not signing players based off that. He's worth a hundred million pounds to what we're trying to achieve. He's worth a hundred million pounds to West Ham, who we're trying to buy from. And I think the thing that's overlooked in comparison to Zubi Mendy, for example, who he mentioned. First of all, I, I don't believe that Zubi Mendy's a better player than Declan Rice, but that's just my opinion. But um, I think Arteta and, and the club have gone above and beyond to do the extra things and like the outside things, not just football-related. So even if you believe Zubi Mendy is a better player than Declan Rice, that's fine. There's something there that has probably stopped them from making an offer. And if you think back to January, we were linked to him. But all of the stories were he doesn't necessarily want to leave Spain. I like I, I would hate for us to spend whether he's got a 60, 70, 80 million release clause on a player who wants to go back to Barcelona in six months' time because they're homesick or something like that. And we've seen the kind of situation before. To me, we aren't really in risk territory with especially players from overseas in different leagues. I think we need players who have been there, done that, seen it for the most part. If you're coming in to start and play a big part, and I think that whoever was coming in as our six is coming in to start this year, whether it was Zubimendi or Rice, you need to know the Premier League. You need to be physically able to handle it because as a midfielder in the Premier League, you've got the likes of Rodri, you've got the likes of De Bruyne, you've got the likes of Casemiro. These are physical, physical players. So I think there's a little bit more probably outside of outside of just technical ability and keeping the ball. And and these guys do their due diligence. So um yeah, I think that Rice for me is 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 the right is the right signing. But I appreciate that I don't think any player is worth a hundred plus million. But this is I the thing that, this go on Gav, go on. Yeah, no, I mean just just a point that no one's really raised yet with regards to the price. Uh if he's worth a hundred million now and the T V money doesn't go down dramatically. Uh, by all accounts, TV money. The UK is going to stay about the same. Uh, the overseas UK, uh, TV money is going up and up and up. Uh, in three years' time, is Declan Rice still worth a million quid? That's uh, that's what you've got, you got to ask yourself. Look, I if, think it could be, it's difficult to answer that because it depends on how he performs, really. Mm. I mean, if, if Declan Rice plays how he plays for West Ham... Oh, then 100%. 100%. Then, he'd, then he'd be worth then way more than, than than what we've paid for him. Exactly. I mean, and the thing that doesn't bother me, but the thing that's always in the back of my head is the Conkeys have put this investment in and they've put this way of playing that's worked with other sports franchises uh, in America. Uh, but when players get to a certain age... Uh, and a certain value, they will chop them in. Uh, so, I mean, we're looking at this 
big base of a squad uh, that's absolutely amazing now and all the players are aged between 21 and 24 and they're all going to mature together and that, that's all absolutely brilliant. But there's going to come a time in three, four years' time where if we can get big money for them and bring in the next 21, 22-year-old, then we're going to do it. And we've in, with Declan Mice, worth £100 million now, I would say in three, four years' time, we'll probably get our money back on him. Here's the thing, right? And just just quickly, Kurt has come back in the tweet. So if anybody wants to engage with that, he is at Kurt Bartuff, who says, good players play anywhere. Rodri didn't play in the league before City bought him. And right now he's the best in his position in the league. Very good player. But we've got our, pull, our pants pulled down, in my opinion. Look, here's the thing. Declan Rice is a gamble. Zubamendi is a gamble. Rodri would have been a gamble. And Manchester City over the years have shown that they buy players. And if a player doesn't quite work out, like Calvin Phillips... He sits out on the bench, makes one appearance throughout the season, and they can go out and sign the next really expensive, shiny player as a replacement. We haven't got that luxury. Whilst we're spending big money, our funds are limited somewhat, and we have to get it right. And this season is an opportunity, sorry, this summer is an opportunity for Arsenal to really narrow that gap and try and overtake City. And the only way that I think they can do that with minimising risk of it going wrong is to buy established, proven Premier League-ready players. And for someone like Declan Rice, as Gav's just articulated, he is proven at this level. He's an England international with 41 caps to his game. He's been one of the best midfielders in England and in the Premier League for at least 12, 18 months. We are buying him at a time when he is as sure a bet as you can get. And I think this guy, you know, as much as the £100 million is going to, you know, is mind-boggling and is going to baffle some people, he is a better bet than going overseas and bringing someone in who might need maybe even even just two or three months to acclimatise. You know, you can't win the league in August, September, October, but you could lose it. Wayne, you've got your hand up before we go to Colleen. Yeah, I was just going to say, you have to consider as well, when Rodri was brought into the league, look at the players he had around him. He didn't need to come in and succeed straight away. Like you were saying with Declan Rice, Declan Rice has to, or whoever we signed this summer, whether it was Declan Rice, Zubamendi, whoever it was, they had to come in this summer and be ready to succeed straight away. Rodri had Fernandinho basically, not necessarily to hold his hand because Rodri was a quality player as well, but Fernandinho was there to help out when things got rough. They had Gundogan, they had KDB. We're going to be losing Xhaka, which will heartbreak you, but is probably the right time. We don't have that luxury in our squad. So I think the context of who we're signing them, the time we're signing them also has to be taken into consideration. I think you're quite right. Right. Uh, we're on to the home straight. Been going for well over an hour and a half now. Uh, Colleen, welcome to the show. You've been waiting patiently. You are here to haunt Wayne in his dreams. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to say? Because Declan Rice is about to haunt the Premier mm. League by signing for Arsenal. Well, firstly, good evening, boys and girls. Happy birthday to Lewis and Eva Mubarak to everyone who's uh, celebrating today. Thank you and so much. Honestly, the last time I came on, I said that me can't do it and I'm glad it's done because, honestly, I was going grey, FK. I was going grey. I was getting wrinkles and I'm a young girl. I- I'm, a- I'm a young lady, right? And I've not thought about rice this much in my whole entire life. And I'm glad it's been parked because honestly, I appreciate um, David Ornstein, but these 11pm bombs have not been doing my sleep pattern any good. One minute we're in, one minute City's in, one minute it's getting a bit shaky, and next minute we put a bid in, 
and it's the right value, but the payment terms aren't right. Honestly, I've been having sleepless nights. I tell you what, supporting Arsenal is absolute stress. And again, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've, I, I shared this uh, earlier in the, at the start of the show, but there's a video that I did last night just before Ornstein dropped his bomber, which was basically <laughs> eight minutes about how it's stressful when you see a headline. You know, you get excited, you, you get carried away with the romance, you start fantasizing about what a, what a player Declan Weiss could be. And then you see something about City going in for him and it breaks your heart. And it's just yeah. this emotional roller coaster. So if anybody wants to check that video out, it is in the pinned tweets above eight minutes of your time. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good video, I think, anyway. But Colleen, listen, what impact do you think Declan Rice is going to have on this team? Are we going to finally, mm. finally push for that league title? Um, well, I mean, I would I would expect so. And it's not just Rice, it's the other names that we've been linked to and the signings that we're looking to get done before pre-season. But I think similarly to the fans, but you have to imagine to the players as well that there's that kind of psychological impact because, you know, football players, they're human as well and they're seeing the same news that we are. And you're hearing that City's in for, for um, Declan Rice. Bayern Munich are interested, Manchester United are interested and you're thinking are we the the kind of club to have the pull to to bring him in and he's only ever wanted Arsenal and of course the type of quality that he's bringing to our midfield as well as his his age to only mature with us is such a massive is such a massive help to us and it can only help us go on to to push on and you know, next season, there should be no reason why at the start of a season, one of our targets shouldn't be to challenge for the title. Um, there's obviously a few question marks depending on outgoings, because at this point, we don't really know until the windows close who does leave to, to judge, you know, um, how that midfield in particular will look in terms of depth and who starts and whatnot. But you cannot complain against Arsenal's ambition because myself, I've been very, how can I say, not strict, but careful against the Cronkies. I've not wanted to praise them too much since they took full ownership because we've not, I have not, I don't see a league title in, in our cabinet and that kind of continual challenge in the Champions League and Premier League year on year. But what we are seeing, and, and I will give credit to them, is they're, they're actually investing in this, in this, it's more than the project, they're investing in Arteta. They're investing in Edu. They're investing in this vision, and as um, Gab pointed to, we're seeing it across their across their franchises, and it's only Arsenal now that's uh, the only one missing that that league title across them. You know it, Colleen Wayne. I've got to bring you in. Is there anything you want to say to your best mate? <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> I don't know why he's so mean to me because he actually loves me. I'm not really sure. He just stunts for the for the latte listeners. Let me tell you guys, Wayne. He's he's a little sweet to me off off of um off these podcasts. So I promise you that. Don't listen to a word Wayne has to say. No integrity over there. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> the do you want to do you want to come in on that, princess? The come princess. on, come on I'm trying to use her leverage as one of her favorite pundits of like the was it TFT to get free tickets. So um yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I have no idea what he's on about, to be honest with you. Wayne Wayne needs a little bit of... I think Wayne needs Betty Byers, to be honest with you. But, you know, credit to UFK for giving help and charity to those who need it and having him on as a host each week. You're doing the Lord's work there, FK. You too, man. You just cracked me up. <laughs> Colleen, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good uh, few days. I'm sure we'll have you back on in a future show. Uh, really appreciate you uh, dialing in and making your... 
um, stance known on Declan Rice. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller, our last couple of callers of tonight's show. It's Guna Nick, who's been waiting very patiently since the start of the show. And if you've just tuned in for the first time, if you've missed all of tonight's show, it is, of course, available on demand on Twitter, and it will be available via Apple and Spotify podcasts from the morning. Guna Nick, welcome to tonight's phone-in. What would you like to say? Um, evening, everyone. Um, happy for anyone that's celebrating. Um, and also... Happy birthday, Lewis, and great show as always, guys. Um, Thank you very much, man. Really appreciate the kind that's words. No problem. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, me and Gav talked um, last week, um, I think it was last week or the week before, about this Declan Rice deal. That we were pretty relaxed. I mean, um, who knows about the, um, um, you know, the Italian guy, uh, rest in peace to that guy. He was saying that, oh, Man City, it's done, it's done, it's a deal done. Um, Gianluca yeah, Di Marzio from Sky Sports. Yeah, come outside, yeah, yeah. man. We just want to talk, Luca. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So he, yeah, he had his pants pulled down. Um, as far as like the the um, fee involved, obviously he sat there and listened to what other people's opinions are, what everybody thinks about it. Um, I personally think that, in regards to the fee itself, there's a lot of people that would complain back in the day, say, why didn't Arsenal spend that little bit extra to get that player? Um, in the past and we've missed out on the players because we haven't paid that little bit extra now we've paid that bit extra alright yes it's over 100 million yes I do agree with all the other callers that I don't think he's worth that amount of money but sometimes in these occasions you're going to just sometimes have to pay a little bit over what you want to pay for a player sometimes if you really want that player if you don't really want that player you walk away from it um, and that shows you your interest. That's what happened with the Mudrich deal. We we wasn't we wasn't interested in to go in to what Chelsea wanted to go to because we didn't think that was his value. But clearly, Mikel Arteta thinks he's worth every single penny, and you know I'm backing exactly what he wants to do. Um, in fact, um, this will be our first uh, signing from a West Ham player directly. Uh, we've never signed a West Ham player in our history directly. This is the first one that we've ever done. When I saw that stat the other day, I couldn't believe it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was quite impressive. And, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's exciting things, like the contracts now getting tied down now a lot quicker. We was always like, we had this situation, didn't we, with Ozil and Alexis Sanchez. Um, contracts, everything's sort of changing now. Everything seems to be run properly. Um, and, you know, we're doing, we're doing things a lot more professionally, a better run club than we was. And, obviously, hats off to the owners. And let this come through. As far as what last night go, um, obviously we was it, the, the the stuff come through um, at eleven o'clock from David Ornstein. Um, I was sitting there thinking, please don't put a bid in for like ninety eight million. I was sitting there going, it's so Arsenal to do something like that in the past, like to go ninety eight million or something like that, just to piss them off even more. Um, but I'm happy that you know we did what we we act like a serious club. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got what, um, we've now got our man, obviously, once it's all been signed. So, yeah, really, really happy. Um, I've really, um, a lot of my West Ham mates um, are saying you've got a really good player there, uh, a lot of season ticket holders. So, yeah, fantastic news. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted your, um, wanted to ask the guys on what you think about the whole situation back to going on to the fee itself. We've been criticised for not going that little bit higher on other players in the past and missed out because of that. Do you think this was a one where it's an exception because it's a player that we just desperately needed? Also, and one other question as well to the guys as well. You said about he's the next, he's the closest one to Patrick Vieira. Do you think that if Diaby wouldn't have would have been injury free, 
it could have been Diaby, and then after that, yeah. Two great questions, Nick. Thank you for joining us on tonight's show. Just stay stay tuned, and we'll get we we'll get the answer to that. Gav, I think you sort of um, exploded there with the comparison to Diaby. Do you want to go on that first? Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't a fan of Diaby. If I'm being honest, I know he had some absolutely horrendous injury issues, but I didn't see it ever from him. I think he, uh, I've had this quite a few times. He said he had three good games ever. Uh, Villa, Liverpool, and one European game. I think it was. I can't remember the name of that now. But I've had wow. many of the debate. I've had many of the debate over Diaby, and I'm sorry, he was uh, a bit clumsy. I don't think he's ball control was always spot on. When he when it was bang on, it was really, really good. But normally it was poor to average. So uh I don't do that with the art uh, where I'm not going down that uh his route at all. Uh the other question for uh, me, no, I just just on that, I I'll, I'll just sort of add my two pence worth to that. I don't think Abu Diaby was the same player as Vieira or a similar sort of aura or mould and physically not as intimidating or as imposing. However I do think Abu Dhabi was a tremendously talented footballer whose career was absolutely cut short by horrific injuries. And there's a performance, I think it was him at Anfield in this game. He and Santi Cazorla were just mesmerising and he, he could have been. He could have been unbelievable, but I don't think he would have been the next Vieira. But yeah, Gav, the, the other point, um, Arsenal have been criticised for years for not spending enough money to get the top players over the line. Is this finally putting that to bed? Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to what I uh, what I said earlier on in the space. Uh, I, I wanted him desperately. Uh, he's wanted him for a while, a long while. Arteta sees him as the uh, the quote about he's the engine. He's the he's the final. He, he's basically almost like the final piece to the jigsaw. Uh, Arteta rates him so highly that I think that the ramifications of not getting him uh, with Arteta's relationship with the Cronkies uh, would have been damaged if this deal didn't get done. That's how much I think Arteta wanted him. Indeed. Right. Uh, let's go to someone special, actually, uh, who's been requesting the mic for some time. He is a very loyal viewer of the Latte Firm YouTube channel, it's Albrecht Schultz. Albrecht, welcome to the Declan Rice phone in here on Latte Firm. It's so nice to see you, man. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing quite well. It's like I'm, I wait, I'm on my vacation and um, yeah, so have some free time finally to get on because usually, yeah, it's like when you do your shows, it's uh, working time for me. So It's a pleasure to yeah. hear from you, Albrecht, and, and thank you so much for all of your kind words and messages of support on the YouTube channel over the over the months, the year that we've been going. We finally hit 20,000 subscribers, which is an amazing feat. So thank you for that. Now, where are you calling from, Albrecht? Uh, at the moment, I'm in Vienna. Last week, uh, I was in Berlin, so... Vienna for, is a lovely for a vacation. city. Oh, it's a lovely and, city. Yeah. Enjoy the vacation. What would you like to say about Declan Rice and Arsenal? Um, yeah, it's like very like I'm stunned first of all because like we do all the business so early this this window. It's really incredible. Um, so we never did this. Like we had maybe one player in this early or two, but no more. I, I have never experienced this really. And then secondly, it's like with the price, 
Um, we buying from a rival, like not really that they are our competition level. We know that they they might play European football, but not the level that we are uh, seeking for. And that's why there's always an increase in price. And what we shouldn't also forget um, in in like how we high how high this price is set is that he's an English national player. So that means that we need this, those home crowd spots filled. And as we have moved up the ladder from being eighth in the league, and now we are sitting second and we want to be first. So there is not uh, many players that will be our level because we don't want those players sitting on the bench. We want those players playing week in, week out. So most of those homegrown players that we will have in our team will also be in the national team of England. And with their improvement, as we have seen also over the last year, that England has improved nationally in the competitions, um, it's quite nice that we can get such a gem into our team. You're, you're absolutely right, Albrecht. I really appreciate everything that you've just said. And thank you so much for joining tonight's phone in from Vienna. Have a lovely holiday there. Vienna's sensational. Um, Wayne Gav, I think we're probably going to have to call it a night. It's an hour and 50 minutes that we've gone on for. Still, so many people are, have requested the mic, and I wish I could get through everybody. But, of course, the show's got to stop at some point, and it's been a very, very long day. Still over 500 of you listening live right now, which is insane. Um, a question on the tweets. Rob Ashdown, who, said, who is at RobLad1985. Dear Latte Firm, are the rumours true that after Woodsy left TalkSport, she's joining Latte Firm? Potentially, you know, we're active in the transfer window. She is someone who has top quality. Who knows? Who knows? Right, Wayne, closing thoughts on Declan Rice and what's been a gargantuan day for Arsenal. £65 million on Kai Havertz, £105 million on Declan Rice. What would you like to leave listeners with? Yeah, it's been massive, man. And it's it's so good that we're able to be in and around these conversations now. Like you said earlier on in the space, you started off, we suffered for years in the transfer window. We've suffered for years and years and years, not being able to pay an extra 5 million here or 10 million there to get our targets. And now we've gone above and beyond Manchester City and Bayern Munich and Manchester United to an extent and managed to get the best midfielder outside of the top six at least and probably one of the top three midfielders across the league, at least top five in the whole whole division. So it's absolutely massive that we've gone and got our number one target. It's a real signal of intent. But I will say that even though we are linked to, well, we've signed Havertz today, we've obviously hopefully going to sign formally Rice soon, Durian uh, Timber as well. They're all promising, all promising, very good signings. I still think we've got a little bit more to do, especially on the outgoing side of it. We've got some work to do there. And I'd still like to see us go out and get a forward or a winger or someone that's either versatile across the front three or ideally someone that can let Saka have a bit of a breather. And then we need to make sure we formally get those announcements for the Saliba contract done, Reese Nelson's contract done and Erdegaard. But it's been a fantastic start to the summer. And I'm really expecting us now at the start of pre-season to kick on and get a really, really good start, um, a good head start for when the Premier League season comes around. I think you're quite right. Uh, thank you so much, Wayne. If anybody wants to follow Wayne, please do so. Click on his profile, click follow. He is at Wayne's World 20 underscore. He has his own gaming channel on Twitch, which is a delight. And of course, he is co-host of the brilliant podcast, Can You Believe It, with our good friend AFC Met. 
Uh, Gav, same question to you. Any closing thoughts on today? What a great day, a massive day for Arsenal, as Wayne describes it. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's just huge, mate. It really is. Uh, I mean, I, for myself, I can compare this to the signing of Charlie Nicholas all them years ago where, you know, he was the player that everybody wanted. He was the player that was, you know, would have walked into any English side at, at the time. Uh, and he wanted to come to the Arsenal. Uh, all right, it didn't work out. Brilliant, brilliant. But obviously, you know, he did get a uh, a cup, you know, a League Cup final winner uh, when that trophy was worth doing it. Uh, and I'm hoping the youngsters or the younger lot listening to this uh, are going to be talking in 20, 30 years' time uh, to people about the day we signed Ian, you know, Vice, you know, we got Vice, we got West Ham's captain. We spent, you know, it was a British record uh, and just how exciting this signing is. So, like, the youngsters like Lewis and Colleen and people like that out there, uh, like I say, this is just huge. This isn't, you know, this isn't normal. This isn't normal for Arsenal. This is... Like a, a once in a, it could almost be a once in a lifetime type signing. Uh, the way this has been set up, and the way it's hopefully going to pay off. Thank you very much, Gav. Really appreciate that, and I think you're absolutely right. This is a day to cherish. It's a day to remember. It is a gargantuan day of our summer transfer window. Arsenal are set to sign West Ham captain, England midfielder Declan Rice in a deal worth a hundred and five million pounds. The Arsenal are fucking massive and we're back. If anybody wants to follow Gav, he is at She War, has a tremendous collection of Arsenal merchandise as well, getting ready for the new season. Gav, good luck with all your trade throughout the summer. Um, and what can I say? Do drop Latte Firm a follow here on Twitter. It's the only place you can get these topical phone-ins. And of course, post-match phone-ins on a match day next season. It's going to be so much fun next year with Premier League, Champions League on upon us and it's really great to see so many new faces in the listeners so many female Arsenal fans as well please do request the mic in future and come and have your say Colleen of course a regular on the show but hi to everybody who has been listening if you've missed out on tonight's show if you've just joined it will be available via Apple and Spotify from the morning you can of course listen to it on demand via Twitter Um, and look we'll be back tomorrow live on the YouTube channel in the evening for a full Declan Rice breakdown. That is going to be unbelievable. I'm pretty sure we're going to do some sweet, sweet numbers for that game. Right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there. There's only one way for me to sign out, and that is, of course, with this. Have yourselves a fine day. Enjoy the next couple of days. Enjoy the content that you're going to see. Arsenal are back. We are fucking massive. Jot that down. Until next time, bye for now. Bam, 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 bam,